Welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and this is the show where we help you make your dream your reality. Sarah Kuchera here on the podcast, the author of The Seven Ways of Ayurveda and also the author of the Ayurvedic Self-Care Handbook. Um, I really, really, really love this book. I honestly don't think that I really knew what my dosha was until I read this book. And I have been around a lot of Ayurvedic people in my life and I feel like I was incorrectly diagnosed. And this book really made me realize what what my dosha was and actually what I had thought I was was actually where an imbalance was right and so I was super excited to bring Sarah on the podcast not only is she just a rock star in Ayurveda um, but also we've worked together she was in my spreader light we go way way back so it feels like talking to an old friend and I'm excited to like just ask her all of the questions so welcome Sarah yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> yeah it does feel like just reconnecting with a friend yeah. I know it feels so good I'm like okay I'm gonna one of my assignments actually for those of you that are listening have been listening to all the podcasts um, recently I had this podcast that was really great that the, this Gary Bodley, who's like this channel, this amazing like channel, like an Abraham Hicks channel. Um, he kind of called me out during the podcast, which I loved. Um, I was like, wow, this never happens. He called me out during the podcast for only asking questions about like, I ask questions when I do my podcast all the time based on like current clients and people that I know are in divine designer life. And I just like have this like sphere of like people around me. So I kind of know what different people are going through. And he was like, no, he was like, you just need to ask the questions for you because the questions you ask for yourself are actually going to be the most interesting. And the ironic part of it is that whenever I get interviewed, and like we do a little pre-interview chat, I literally always tell them, be selfish. This is like an hour with me, workshop, whatever you need to workshop through with me and that will be the best episode. And so it was like, I was giving people this advice and I wasn't taking it. And then you're my first interview after that. And I was like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go for it with Sarah and ask questions that I feel like, um, and this is something that I just find so intriguing. So let's kick off though. Like there are so many in like the wellness and the spiritual space right now. There are so many different modalities. There are so many different paths you could take, whether it's like focusing on human design or astrology or whatever it is, you know, different things, chakras, whatever. You know, what drew you to Ayurveda? Strong the strongest point is its connection to yoga, because that's how I was introduced to Ayurveda. So that was my the first big draw. But the second thing is really the way that, like when I describe it, it's like Ayurveda somehow just like knows me. But yet at the same time, it knows you and it knows this other person. And it's like the first time I've ever come across any kind of medicine or wellness practice or anything that's really like, it's for me, but it's for everyone. And also gives you that kind of like, how did you know that? Like, how could it, how is this true that like something exists where it could know everything about me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wild. Um, I think that's one of the things that in this book, it really focuses on how you can utilize knowing your dosha in the different aspects of your life, which is really cool. And, you know, like you had mentioned before, one of the side effects of that is that once you know yourself and you can also start to know the people around you a little bit better, mm -hmm. And it kind of makes a lot of things really clear, right? <laughs> like why, why certain people act certain way or why, you know? Um, it's so, so let's just say for someone that's, you know, still decoding their dosha, can we get kind of like high level? Because I think one of the magical gifts that you have more so than like anyone I've read with Ayurveda is that I really felt the the words that you chose and the examples you chose for the different doshas and the dosha combinations were just very clear. 
and helped very much distinguish like, oh, I'm actually not that or I'm this or whatnot. So can we just go through like a rundown maybe and, mm -hmm. and say maybe a sentence or two that people that are listening can kind of, you know, just tune in right now and like trust your intuition with as Sarah goes through this, what resonates with you um, and maybe jot it down. So when we talk about it later, you can kind of have that as a frame of reference. Yeah. It might, it might require more than like a sentence. Okay, go for it. Go more than a sentence, whatever yeah. you want. So the first thing to know is that there are three doshas overall that you have all of them. And that's kind of the point of conflict for people is everyone will say like, I am every one of them. And that's true. Like you are everyone, but what we're trying to establish is what are you the most of, which could be one or it could be two that are very close um, in the degree within you. So knowing that then you could be more predominantly one, like a single dosha, or you could be a stronger combination of two, which we call dual doshic, or which in the rarest case to be basically all three at the same degree, which we would call tridoshic. So to kind of dial it back a bit to make it more digestible, that these doshas or these constitutions are actually elements, the five elements that exist in nature. So you have ether, air, fire, water, and earth. And then the three doshas, vata, pitta, kapha. And the three doshas are each a combination of two elements. So that's a little confusing because if you have a single dosha that's two elements, it's, it's easy to understand that concept, but easier to understand if you just dial it back, let's say to one. So for a frame of reference, just for saying vata is air versus ether and air. Pitta is fire versus water and fire. And then kapha is water or is earth versus water and earth. So you have vata, air, pitta, fire, and kapha, earth. And it doesn't mean that ether and water, the two that I didn't include, are not important. It's just that when distinguishing them, there's not as much contrast between like ether and air or like water has the heaviness that earth does and can be very like forceful in some ways, but it could also be soft and gentle in some ways. So it actually can kind of um, go with any of the doshas in, in a sense, like, uh, or the elements can kind of relate to. So to say air, fire, and earth is the easiest thing. And so a vata person is an airy person. And um, if I say something, hopefully I don't say something that sounds offensive, because sometimes if you use a little bit of a lighthearted approach, it's easier to understand. Um, so so with some discretion, I say they're kind of airy, like they're like an airhead, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but like they have the potential to see things. They have an expansive mind because they have the space to see things and to have lots of ideas. They tend to be creative. Um, they could be creators, not just like artists, but like to create and to start new things. Um so in the mental component, in the mental sphere, that's like what we might call their light or their like positive, let's say, traits. And then we see more on the, the shadow side is that they can really struggle with routine and schedules and like kind of like being organized, right? Which makes sense. Like if a gust of wind blows into a room and there's papers stacked up, it's going to blow the papers away. And that's basically like the what's happening in the mind of a vata person, an air person. Or like I say sometimes like their mind is kind of like popcorn, like air pop popcorn, where it's like, pew, pew, like little things like going off all the time. This is me, like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> this is my mind. So you can't offend anyone. This is me. Yeah. And I find sometimes even saying those, it's just like, you know, I talk a lot about astrology and it's very similar in astrology where it's like every, some people like have like, oh, this sign is better than this sign. But really, no, like every sign has their positive attributes and has their like shadow attributes and I find you know sometimes it's easier to even identify with the shadow <laughs> attributes and to be like oh yeah like that's totally me you know I have like a bajillion ideas my head you know I got I got airhead a little bit more when I was younger but um but I definitely you know struggle with that and so <laughs> guest appearance <laughs> Okay. Okay. So vata, vata. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vata is air, and then we have pitta, which is fire. Um, fire by nature is very sharp um, and can burn you. Um, so these are the fiery people with, like, if we're talking more of the shadow side, like 
they're sharp in mind, but they have sharp tongues. Um, they can, um, can use like the fire can turn into anger. It can be frustration. They're also super passionate, but on the flip side of that, like that can become very intimidating or like very unapproachable because if you imagine someone who's super passionate, like it, it is inspiring, but sometimes it's aspiring, inspiring from afar. Yeah. Um, that it's hard to like really feel like you maybe connect with them because it might feel like they're guarded in some way. So the fiery people, um, they're very goal oriented, um, detail oriented. They are more organized and they are more of our planners. And that may be something where it's like, like I say, sometimes it's a matter of preparedness that I have a, a pitta fiery friend that if I said, do you have whatever in your bag like you have scissors in your bag then she definitely has scissors in her bag right but it could also be that like I as like having strong fire also don't really want to have all of those things with me because like having so much stuff is a sense of like not being organized right so organization and planning sometimes get a little misconstrued like we may not really um if you, if you don't think you're organized and so you ask someone else, you may be really organized or compare yourself, not meant to be comparing, like, again, like good or bad, but just like, if you think about someone else, where do you land on that scale? Um, so yeah, so the fiery people, there are very driven by like achievements, um, and accolades. They are more eye centric. So fortunately for them, they are probably more likely to take care of themselves first. Um, but they are also very good at taking on responsibilities. So um, I also think sometimes thinking about where these people land in life, these or, or anyone like our creative Vata people, um, they could be someone that starts a business. However, to have more of the fiery side would make you a little more focused on like being able to run a business, let's say. So there's like qualities of each that would fit into that um, that category. So fiery people may be more in like a, um, job where they had to compete for it or like to be promoted many times, like something that's like giving them a challenge and, um, also could have like a societal status that goes along with it. Um, cause they like that feeling. Cause they, again, they have a little bit more, and I hate to say egotistical because I don't mean that in like, again, like a negative sense, but it's like, they're a little more driven by like their self, the, like themselves. <laughs> um, and then the earthy people, which is the Katha dosha. So earth is a heavy, um, like, like mother earth is nurturing. So these people are very grounded. Um, we like to be in their presence because especially if you're an airy person, you could feel like an earthy person gives you your footing and helps you feel more anchored and that's generally a sense that you get when you're around people who are earthier you like you feel like you're taken care of um so so their light is that they are these caregiving nurturing people um often thinking of others also good at taking on responsibility but it's more from the standpoint of they want to care for other people um but then on the shadow side of that, they can forget about themselves or the heaviness means like they don't like change. They get stuck really easily. Um, it's hard to kind of move them forward. It's like the heavy rock, let's say that like you can't push a rock like <laughs> and unfortunately this, if you try to push, push, push a kappa person, an earthy person, they actually just will withdraw from you. They would rather just like not interact with that. Um, because they're also people of comfort, like they love their comforts. They want to like sleep in and nap and have all the cozy, fuzzy things around them, um, which could also, you know, it's great because we don't have enough of that in our, in our society or in our culture, but then that could also be bad, you know, if they don't have enough motivation or discipline to do things that are actually like good for them. Um, so that does give you like a picture of the three doshas, but then there's the doshic combinations. And really what that means is that you might see qualities of air and fire very strongly in you. But what's interesting is how there's an interaction between the two. Um, so if you're a vata pitta, an air and fire person, then you might still be that detail oriented, fiery person that likes goals and so forth. 
but with the air quality, you tend to kind of question yourself more or to lack confidence, maybe, maybe initially, or to basically feel confident in your own like sphere. But when you step out of that sphere, you're kind of like, Oh, I don't know about this. Um, which also means that these people can respond quite well to external validation that they will believe someone, what someone else says about them, but they may not believe something about themselves that they think. So especially like the positive, it's harder for us to see the positive things. Like it's so much easier for us to point out what's negative. So that's why, like I think you said earlier, um, and then you have the, so that would be Vata Pitta and then the Pitta Kapha, the fire and earth. And I don't think I should have a favorite dosha, but that is my favorite dosha. <laughs> um, if I could choose to be a dosha, that would be what I would be. And I surround myself with uh, myself with Pitta Kapha people. So they're the fire and the earth. And why I like them so much is that they're a little more reserved and it's just because of how they can balance me. So they're a little more reserved. Um, they have the fire that means that they're going to have drive and motivation. They have the earth, which means they have patience and endurance and they're very accountable people. So they are like this, like, they're kind of like a big brother, you know, where it's like, you can trust them and um, go to them with a problem. You just like, you know, that if you're Pitsakapa, your fiery, earthy person is around, you're taken care of, but they may not necessarily verbalize it to you, which is, is also something that can be their shadowy side is that they're very internal people. Um, so when you meet a Pitsakapa, a fiery, earthy person for the first time, you might be like, well, what did they think about me? Or like, are they mm -hmm. mad at me? Like, why didn't they say something? Because they just don't have the need to outwardly express things like some of the other constitutions do. And then Vatakapa, which is actually air and earth, which is quite opposing. Those two elements are quite opposing, which means that this, this combination has a lot of different variables in it which makes it a little harder to pin down. Um, but the one consistent thing with them is that they tend to have a strong desire to be with other people, to have like their companionship is really important to them. And then again, like on the downside of that, that could mean that they merge with other people's personalities or that someone else's goal becomes their goal or someone else's identity becomes their identity because they don't, they have, the ether and they have the air and they have the water and they have the earth, but they don't have the fire, which for many of us provides our direction and our confidence. Um, so the Vata Kapha, it's not uncommon to see Vata Kapha. It's just that it might be harder to identify them because they have these strong opposing qualities within them. And I've also seen that as I'm seeing people, not just for like mental, emotional things that um, my clients, I see for physical things too, that Vata Kapas will have very, what can seem like very random um, health symptoms. It's like, they're the ones that come with the like interesting condition that no one else has ever heard of. <laughs> They've had to go to like tons of doctors to get it diagnosed. And um, yeah, so the, it's, so you see that again, like the interplay between the two is that the opposition is what's making it like to be a very interesting combination. And then the tridoshic, the last, because you, you have all of those um, elements in quite an equal presence. It's more about how they were nurtured. So we have like the nature versus nurture um, component here that's probably a little bit stronger. So if you were a fiery person, um, but you had an airy parent, you might have felt like you needed to parent because you were the more like focused, confident one. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're a tridoshic person, you already have all of those elements in you. So if your parent kind of guides you in a certain way, you're like, oh, well, yeah, I'll do that because it's, it's a part of you. So the way that they present can also be quite varying because they can have all these different, it'll seem like they're kind of good at everything. Like a shapeshifter um, almost. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I would normally say that the people who have Vata in their constitution are are almost, I, I mean, I said merger with Vata Kapha. Yeah, so like shapeshifter maybe is a better way of describing a tridoshic person, person because they can be like, well, I'm good at this. Oh, and I'm interested in this. Like, it's not even just like, cause like how many things are we 
interested in that we'll just never be like, which is fine, like never great at doing, but they'll be interested and somehow good at it. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. So that was much. way more than one sentence. No, but I, I think that, that was I, that was good because I hope like listeners are able to kind of at least guess at where they feel they land on that scale. Mm-hmm. I after reading the book, I thought I was uh, Vata Pitta. That was mm-hmm. my like self prescription. But from mm-hmm. knowing me, would you agree with that, or would you think I was something else? I could I could definitely agree with that. I would say I can't discount like strong Gothic qualities in you too. Like, I feel like you're such a nurturer. Um, it's funny. It's funny because that's the one that a lot of my other friends have brought up. Mm-hmm. When I read the book, I really like did not relate to a lot, like most of the examples, mm-hmm. like, and so I was like, maybe I just have an imbalance that is giving yeah. me more like Gothic mm-hmm. qualities because I'm actually, it's, this sounds awful to say. (laughs) I'm not a horrible person, but I think my clients have a bias (laughs) around feeling like I'm actually more nurturing. Whereas like, if you ask my fiance or like in that, like in the like actual kind of nurture, I'm very much not actually. Um, I really actually struggle with that mm-hmm. in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm way more focused on career and mm-hmm. way more focused on like, so I'm like good at being of service in that moment. And I do mm-hmm. think I have like maybe a mothering energy to my clients, mm-hmm. but I, I have to really work on that mm-hmm. in my personal life because when given the choice, I'd always rather be working. I always have another creative idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I do not really want to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So by that description, I would say <laughs> absolutely. And you bring up a couple of interesting points, which is um, I often recommend, like, if you don't know what you are, like, ask your friends, like, like, have your friend or your significant other take the test or a family member that knows you really well. Take the quiz for you or read I mean I'm not into quizzes so much quizzes are great for like adding some direction for you to give like to get a general idea of where you land but you have to really like learn about each one like you were saying I think that's probably why it was helpful is because like you really started to learn about each one of them so you could also eliminate the ones that you were not but you're you're um the people your people (laughs) will know better than you do sometimes and the other point you bring up is that your clients because you are it's the role that you're playing right so um so yeah it's like we see you in one role and not to mention that in that role you kind of should be keeping your act together (laughs) like you should be yeah (laughs) like yeah you're doing really well (laughs) um but it's it's interesting too because I have had people say like oh, you're so grounded. And I'm like, if you were inside of here, exactly. you would be like, what is happening in there? So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I think that's you know, that's one of the things that I think is always for me, been a little bit tricky about Ayurveda mm-hmm. is trying to like, pin down like, which one am I? And that's why I like it. There's like, you give more descriptions and like all these different examples down to like, I was just like, one of the, like you give up like dream dates, like this would be like yeah. your dream date. Right. And I remember like the one for, I think Vada Pitta was like going to like the hottest new restaurant and then yeah. going to like an interactive workshop with your partner. And I was like, yes, hands down. Like, it's so funny. Whereas they feel like a caught, like maybe a, I don't remember this from the book, so I'm making yeah. this up so correctly if I'm wrong. Yeah. But I would assume like a kapha dream date would be like staying home, like watching mm-hmm. Netflix, maybe getting right. some food, right? Like I hate that. Oh <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, I think, <laughs> and yeah. it was so great to like see these examples yeah. in like more tangible things because asking someone like, okay, what's your dream date? Like, would you rather do this, this, or this? Now you're kind of like out of your head around mm-hmm. like what dosha am I? And you're like, just like, oh no, my preference is obvious that. 
right? Mm -hmm. And then it helps you kind of distill more about that. But so let's talk about how once you figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. with you and Mm -hmm. what your dosha is, how do you utilize that in your life? How can that become like a superpower for you? Mm -hmm. I want to emphasize that it's not about like, there's something wrong with you. Um, Because I think that's, that was a, that was one thing that made writing this book really challenging was to help draw, like draw awareness or um, attention to different aspects of people in their personality or their emotional tendencies, behavioral tendencies, and so forth to say like, Hey, you might be someone that does this, like be on the lookout for this. And um, that's hot. That's really hard. Like, to see in yourself or it could sound very critical and it could just make you feel like, Oh, I just need to work on myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So you will. So in terms of like utilizing it, um, I would definitely lean into like what you see as your strengths. Like, Oh, I really am someone that is great at starting new things is, um, really good at being adventurous or wanting to try something that's different. Um, or not afraid to be like seen. So if you can lean into that, that's great. But also knowing that you have, there's an attached component to that, that may like rear its ugly head from time to time, then it's like, it's like having a map and knowing the terrain. Like if you know the elevation gain of a hike, you can be prepared for that. If you don't have that information, but you're like, well, I want to go in that direction. Then you just like, you can still try to prepare, but you just won't know as many details. So the best way of, of using the information is really to kind of go, aha, like, yeah, these are things like, I am really good at that. And if that means that you realize that the job you've been in is not fulfilling for you, you might go, oh, that's why, like, I'm not someone who's good at being a manager. Like, I don't like managing people. And so when you can recognize that that is not your strength, that your strength is in maybe being independent or being on your own, that's really, really helpful. I mean, and that those examples could come out in numerous ways, whether it's in work or in like your, per, like your um, personal life with relationships with not just like um, romantic relationships, but with friends. Um, but I will also say then there's the shadow side where it's like maybe giving you some insight on like, you know, you thought that so-and-so did something bad or wrong or like wronged you, but have you looked at perhaps the things that you have been like (laughs) also doing or like maybe you're transferring like your ideas onto them or you've had an expectation for them. Um, Which also then brings up the ways that we can use that in terms of interactions with other people too. So there's so many Let's put a pin in that, the interactions with other people because I want to get to that. But I do think that, you know, what you bring up is really important and I keep on comparing it to astrology, but that's Mm -hmm. kind of like my language version of this, right? And it's very similar. It's like the awareness that you have around how I call it, that you're divinely designed, like whether it's your dosha, whether it's your, Mm -hmm. you know, astrology, whether it's your human design, whatever it is, like, this is how you were divinely designed. And so I think using these tools for that self-discovery process, for that knowing process, like you said, it's, it's about knowing like, Hey, like if I'm, if I have this sign here, I'm going to tend to be that way. Right. Like uh, my version of it would be Capricorn moon, or you could work similarly to my non Kappa um, energy emotionally is I have a very like practical emotional side. Right. So my fiance, who I definitely think is um, the Pitta Kappa, is is <laughs> lucky. He's, he's so good <laughs> at expressing all of his emotions, <laughs> and um, and he's so nurturing. He's like way more nurturing and loving, and like you know all those things than I am. But because I have the awareness right? I have awareness that that's something based on my Capricorn moon and now also with my mm-hmm. dosha, that that's something that I lack um, from an innate point of view. 
then it's something that I know I have to kind of just consciously work on a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I think about it, right? Like I don't have to think about doing stuff with my business. I don't have to think about creative ideas. Like that's a whole, just it endlessly comes, right? But like, that's an area where I do need to like focus a little bit more energy because I know there's, I don't have as a lot of energy in that area or whatever you want to call it. The way Mm -hmm. I show love is very practical, you know? And so to be able to know that about yourself and to say, and actually one of the things that was really helpful is talking about all this and, you know, going through our charts and explaining our different like things and why he's certain way and I'm certain way. And similarly with the doshas in that way of knowing how you are so that if you have someone that, you know, a friend or a family member or loved one that's in a different um, capacity you can kind of see well where are the where are the places where we're not going to work right mm-hmm. and even in partnerships like one of my friends I think is very very pitta and even though I have some of that like I cannot like I cannot collaborate with her like right. the sometimes I've tried to like do something and it was like no we're not going to end up friends if we keep doing this you know, yeah. intensity is just so much that like it makes my brain want to explode sometimes. And it's like so micromanaged that like my, the part of me that's bad, yeah. just can't hang with it. And um, and so it just o- opens up a lot of what you can, once you start looking through. So talk a little bit about more, like how is it helpful for you to start looking at that maybe do you have an example in your life where recognizing your dosha or the dosha like caused you to maybe make a big change in something or shift something yeah I'm sure I have endless examples (laughs) um I mean it's really helpful to know like where you mentioned like the the pitta person that you the pitta friend and like pittas and pittas don't go well together like they do and they don't like there's so much fire that it's like having a dance partner like you're leading the dance and they're leading the dance and that does not work um so a lot of things that like examples for me are like recognizing those things where I go oh either I need to like if I am unwilling let's just say in like a romantic relationship that if this isn't a compromise that I can make, then this is absolutely not going to work. Or if I can't be understanding of their perspective, then this is not going to work, right? So it's really quite like being quite honest with yourself and and saying like, you might be trying and you could try, 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 try. And then it's like, you know, this just doesn't, this combination here is just not going to pan out. So I think a huge example um, is like if for me, like being in a relationship that does not have like a lot of affirmation in terms of um, like how someone feels about me is really a struggle because I would also identify as like a stronger Vata Pitta person. And for me, like Vata Pittas don't have to be the same. So like because we are both Vata Pittas, it doesn't mean that we're going to have the same um, like generally we're going to be similar. Um, but for me, I would be questioning like, well, I, they didn't say something. So like, how do I know that they felt this way? Like I need more of that. Um, so if I'm with someone that's not giving me that and that's not in their nature to do, I could never force that. Like, like they could, they could try and they could understand, but if it's not possible for them, because that's not how they show affection, then well you know like you can only bend in so many ways so yeah a specific example but no it's totally true it's totally true and just like you said like my partner actually is more vocal than me maybe less vocal than the average person I don't know but like because it's so much more vocal than me it's like fine but (laughs) um but also like yeah I have another friend that's like what you were talking with the Vada Katha and they're like very much some of the tendencies that you were talking about and as a friend like I like there's it's there's such an impulse sometimes to make some of those tendencies wrong right Mm -hmm. and to want to like be like no you 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 shouldn't like 
meld with that so much you're like want to like I mean <laughs> it's so funny because now I'm like wow I just go around trying to like fire under my friend's butt <laughs> yeah and I just need to leave them alone like, right. yeah. I just need to leave them alone and you know it's it does give you a completely different perspective on it because again it's like just it's an acceptance of not only you but of people around you like this is how I'm designed so I'm gonna have things about me some things that's really helpful for something that it's really not helpful for mm-hmm. and so is everybody else in my life and it's, yeah you know like you were saying with relationships it's really deciding like where is that level of compatibility mm-hmm. and I can think yeah as going to just I'm interrupting you but to say that in it just popped in my mind like as a like a, a business owner and having a staff that I had a staff member once that was someone who needed a lot of coddling and I am not a coddler and I wanted to like provide that for her and so I could only like it's also only possible for me to do things in a genuine way so I really had to like try to sort of remind myself like did you, is there something that so-and-so did that you need to say, like, just outright, like, even if it's a part of her job, like, I might have to say, but that's, that's also an example where it's like, I can recognize something with another person that is necessary for me to try harder to do. Um, And that's different than a, a, it's a different type of relationship, but that would not work out, you know, and then I could know, like, maybe I'm interviewing people for, to fill a position. And I'm like, Ooh, uh, 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 like this seems like a, like someone that needs coddling. Like I, I, as someone that manages people cannot, that's not for me. So that is not a good fit. And that's much easier because it's a, it's a literal interview process. right? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. That's actually perfect. I was just about to get to something along that effect because I do think one of the ways of like having a self-awareness can really work for you. And one of the things that you know that I love to talk about is when you're start, when you're creating a business and you can even take this to, you know, getting a job, right. But when you're going forward in your career and something that feels really aligned, I'm always telling people, make sure you design whatever your career is around you. Right. And not just try to fit you into a career because we're all designed so differently. So even if like all of us were coaches and podcasters or whatever, the if we are truly honoring our own essence and, and how we're designed, we would, our businesses would all look different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So as just like a fun experiment, could you go through all the doshas and kind of maybe talk about, let's say there are, they're all, we'll just say they're all coaches for the sake of my audience, because most people are like that. Like, so they're like coaches or wellness thought leaders or something like that. And how would that manifest differently in different doshas? And what? <laughs> okay, let me start off. And let me, I want to make sure that I'm answering this in the way that okay. you're asking. Um, so for example, if you have a Vata coach, um, a Vata coach is someone that would, of course, have tons and tons and tons of ideas, but may have difficulty with follow through. No, I want you to think of it. So for instance, I would say yeah. like, okay, if you're a Vata coach, then it's going to be imperative for you to have a VA, right? You're going to need to have a VA. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to have your stuff together. You need someone else that has your, like, so even in that, like kind of from the back end yeah. of it, right? You might yeah. even want to gotcha. have it's scheduled a certain way. You know what I mean? Like from the person. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Let me try again. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, just feel like we have a lot of listeners that are like either they're like yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking no, about the coaching world and this really, would be really, really helpful. Right. Right. It's really, really on point. So it is definitely the, the Vata person definitely needs a VA. Like they need a handler, right? Like they need someone to like pick up after them, to put their stuff away, to organize their things. Um, And that's really like, if you have any Vata in your constitution, that may be something that you'd want to consider because you might have a harder time like upholding 
um, a schedule because you might be like, oh, shiny object, like get or or just kind of want the ability to be spontaneous. So you might have to have someone to help you. It's like you definitely need a coach if you're a Vata coach or you need an assist, like you need someone that's helping you like in terms of guiding you as much as you're guiding other people. Whereas a Vata Pitta is really more, and this may not be descriptive of you now I'm wondering, but um, <laughs> like I see a Vata Pitta coach as um, potentially having difficulty um, like saying no or with boundaries um, because there's a tiny bit of them that might be second guessing things. Mm. Um, or kind of like really wants, they want to make people happy, but it, there's also some, um, validation points for themselves in that as well. So it's, it's different than the way that another constitution might say, I want to make someone happy. Um, but it's really about like, they don't want to make someone mad. Maybe that's more a better way of looking at it. So boundaries are huge for that constitution as they are for others um, too, but for the reason of like, your output is going to be way too much and you're going to get depleted and burned out. Like that's a constitution that will easily get depleted unless they have their boundaries in place. Yeah. Um, also, whereas someone that would be good to have like a gatekeeper. Yes. Like a yes. gatekeeper that kind of like handles, you know, clients yeah, and handles right. kind of those kinds of uh, queries so it almost doesn't even yeah. to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's letting you focus because again, with Vata in the constitution, um, you might also need that not just for like having someone else to be able to say yes or no, um, but to help you stay on track with what you're doing. So you're not starting too many things without finishing them. Um, there's also an interesting dynamic with the Vata Pitta where it's like there's such a perfectionist tendency in pittas and the, and the Vata Pitta will have this to some degree as well. But because they're interested in so many things, they have so many ideas, then it is easier for them to get depleted because they're kind of like drawn to all these things, but they want to do all of them really well and in their own way, right? Um, so yeah, so having the gatekeeper would be helpful for the boundaries component, but also in terms of helping the person stay focused as well. Um, the Pitta coach, <laughs> oh, the Pitta coach, um, there's some stuff with the Pitta coach. Like the Pitta coach should really make sure that, well, that first of all, that they make time for play because Pittas are the more rigid people that um, have difficulty doing things just to do them. There has to be a reason behind it. Um, but I see where this would translate with clients is um, remembering that not all people are Pitta people. So like Pittas have a hard time understanding that like, oh, you're depressed, just do this. But it's like, because it might be easy for them because they are very passionate and fiery and driven but it's hard for them to understand that others may not have that drive. And, and Pitta might even be a sign that doesn't do one-on-one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, a lot of Pittas I know are more like one-to-many. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with that kind of a thing. But yeah, I don't know. Just awesome. Yeah, that's definitely possible. <laughs> yeah, right. And I mean, a pitta would also want to have a lot of reach anyway. You know, they may not even feel satisfied by like having the one-on-one -on -one because it wouldn't feel like enough for them. Mm. You know, like yeah. they want the most and the best and that may not feel like the most and the best. Um, the pitta kampa, uh, the pitta kampa in all aspects, so this would extend into to coaching too, has to remember that they are not invincible um, because they don't get the physical signs that other constitutions might. Um, so like I was saying, the vata pitta can deplete really quickly. So the pitta kampa coach would have to remember like, they pittakafas are very dedicated so a pittakafa coach is going to be a very dedicated coach and they have to remember like you can only put forth like your output can only be so much and if you're not feeling that yet eventually you will 
Um, so it's sort of about having some of those like parameters in place, even if you don't think you need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of keeping you in check or like a checks and balance kind of thing. Um, even for the Pitta Kapha person, I would even say that having, I mean, I, rec- I would recommend for many people to have like a check-in either at the end of their week, the end of their day or a monthly check-in or something like that with themselves just to kind of go, okay, like, how do I feel? What went right? What went wrong? Like, and each constitution would have their own questions, but the Pitta Kapha might benefit from this the most because they are a little more out of touch with that, that they can kind of barrel through like in nature, the fiery earthy, um, someone recently I on a social media post had said something about lava. And I was like, lava is like Pitta Kapha because it's like this slow moving heat, you know, which could be very destructive. Yeah. Um, but it's like, in this scenario, that slow moving heat can actually be so internal that if there's no release valve, there's no um, pressure release or any way of cooling it, then they're going to end up harming themselves. Um, So the the Pitta Kapha coach has to be super careful about being overly invested in their their people. Um, And Kapha's Oh, the Kappa coach has to be open to doing things differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like to finding a new way to find a new way to do things or to be open to changing direction when something's not working. Um, because they're gonna feel pretty, you know, Kappas are really set on doing the things the way they've been done. And so if they're not getting the results that they want you know, it's not easy for them to make a change. So adaptability might be the big thing I'd say for the Kappa coach. Mm. Gotta learn to be adaptable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I think that people can take all of those um, to whatever career they have too. They're pretty open. So Mm -hmm. no matter what you like, what is that and what you related to the most and um so so let's talk about we talk about imbalances Mm -hmm. yeah so this is going to be my selfish question of the podcast (laughs) so (laughs) and I want you to just like completely correct me if I'm off base like you're the expert I am way out of my territory here so I feel like if I have so if I if I feel like my natural who I am is more of like the Vata Pitta and when I'm when I'm in my vata pitta, even with its its negative effects, I just feel more like me, right? And so when I do have some kapha qualities come in, right? Like I've had over the past couple of years, definitely a, more of a need for sleep, and more like yeah, and and sometimes I'll go through phases where like the my I feel like my fire is is being mm-hmm. whatever you call it like squashed you know my fire is a little squashed and I'm like mm-hmm. okay and so how do how do you recognize the difference between this is an imbalance but this is not really mm-hmm. who I am is it as simple as what I said like when I feel like I am myself that's who I am and when I'm mm-hmm. feeling this kind of other way it doesn't feel like me that's the best way for sure <laughs> and that's the best way to say that uh, the best way overall, right? Like if, if you aren't feeling like yourself, then definitely there's an imbalance, but an, an imbalance actually could be so small that it's just like your skin is dry or for one day you're having difficulty focusing. Like, so an imbalance, because an imbalance can shift, it may not always be within the same doshic category. Um, might not be big. So like what you're talking about, I would say is a little bit bigger. Like if it's like, I don't feel like myself and I guess that could be smaller. Like I just don't feel right. Like something feels off today or like I'm not feeling right today. So that's definitely an like an easy just check-in of like, do I feel like me? Yep. Good. (laughs) Good to go. (laughs) Good to leave the house. No, (laughs) I feel like me with all my normal chaos. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Or like feel like feeling if you feel like you're in your groove and things are clicking, that tends to be like 
more of a state of balance, right? So, yeah. so absolutely, you're absolutely right. Then the next thing that's most important in terms of like identifying, because you first, you want to know, like, I am out of balance, like something isn't right. So when you say out of balance, you're, you're saying, I am Vata Pitta, but something's not that anymore. Like either there's too much Vata, there's too much Pitta, there's too much Kapha. But to know what that is, you have to kind of look back at where the source is. So this is where I think we, especially with the Kapha constitution, we get a little confused that Kapha by nature is a little slower moving, um, likes comforts, likes to be static, doesn't like to be overstimulated, doesn't want to be in like crowds, likes to stay in and so forth. So if you're feeling that way, that may not mean that you have a kapha imbalance if you've been overstimulated, if you've been around people, right? So an imbalance is the accumulation of something. So to have a kapha imbalance, you would have had to have already been inside, to have already been like withdrawn to have already been sleeping too much does that make sense okay okay now I'm yeah, yeah yeah whereas if you're tired and need more sleep that could just be your body going hey lady like <laughs> you've been doing too much <laughs> like that actually might be air right that might be like that's like a whirlwind like I don't personally love the element of wind. And so to be outside in wind, when I come inside, I I'm like, I hate wind. Yeah. I hate yeah. Wind. Like I'm exhausted by it. Right. So that's a good example where it's like that imbalance of feeling exhausted didn't come from the earth. It came from the air. Mm. Does oh, that make sense? Definitely an air imbalance. <laughs> definitely. Because it's also like, if I think about it, this is so, okay, this is so great. So yeah. just to explain this for anyone that's listening at home, like thinking about if you even go back to like your dosha or your dosha combination and thinking, because as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, this is totally air because it's also, I'm exhausted because of the amount of things in my head, the amount of things I need yeah. to do, the amount of ideas popping around. And it's like, you know, that is exhausting me. It's wind yeah. in your head. <laughs> it's the whirlwind. That's what it feels yeah. like. It feels like I have a hurricane at any point. Yeah. <laughs> and that is tiring. You know, I, on days where, where I'm forgetful or I can't find my keys or something like that, it's like, that is what my mind is like. You know, it's like, I know where I put these things. I don't have a huge place. Like I, and these things have a, a spot, but it's like, there's too much wind to even like stop and settle and go, Oh, it's right here, you know? And so it is really tiring. And the antidote is earth, right? The antidote is to rest, is to use the kaphic qualities. So like your body was saying, we need the kapha, like we need more kapha now. So you were using those ele those components of the earth to actually correct your imbalance. And it's funny because what I wanted to do, which is no bueno, <laughs> what I wanted to do was amp up my pitta to like power through it. Yeah. Like that's what I really wanted to do. And I did that to a certain extent, but it just felt worse. <laughs> yeah. Which is where like being able to be an observer and to be aware is sort of like tragic because it's like, <laughs> you know, if you're like, I can see this happening, but I also know that I have this ability to focus. So it's like you start to get frustrated with yourself and like it can, it can be really, um, defeating is how I would describe it because it's yeah. like why can't I do this yeah and yeah. so would you say the like the quote-unquote prescription for something like that is it as simple as like leaning into what your body is craving or is it a little bit more of thinking of like what is the opposite of this dosha that I'm kind of overextending in to mm -hmm. kind of balance it out it's both of those cravings are healthy when we are like mostly in a state of balance or just slightly out of balance so if I'm craving something to drink right now because I've been talking that's that makes sense right like I'm in a state of balance generally but I'm like something's a little off so I want something to drink right I need water um but when that gets drawn out too too long 
then our body actually starts to, or our mind plays into the imbalance where it's, and I always use the example of running. Like I'm not a strong runner to go out running for exercise, but once I get in the groove of it, it feels really good. If I miss a day, I'm like, shoot, I want to get out and run. If I miss two days, I might be like, oh, I need to run. But if I miss like a week, it's like, eh, I don't want to run. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's like, I was craving it because it was sort of healthy and it was making me feel good. But then the like being inert felt good, you know, mm. which wasn't necessarily healthy for me. Um, but a, a simpler way is to revert back to the elements involved. So like we've been saying air and air and its qualities, air is cold, air is dry, air is light, air is mobile. So if you have too much of that, you either need to take away some of that from your life or from your diet or interactions, which would mean like less talking. Like if you are in a car, don't turn on the radio, don't roll the windows down. Right. Cause the wind, <laughs> I literally, first of all, I cannot drive my car with the windows down. And I do get like recently I've gone cause uh, I'm in a busy season right now. And, um, I have gotten to the point where like, I used to love driving with podcasts and now I can't, I don't want yeah. anything coming in my ears. Yeah. So you're reducing so that component. Yeah. And the other thing you could do is bring in the opposite. So if we're talking like we have too much mobile, dry, cold light, then you bring in static or immobile, you bring in heavy, you bring in warm. So it's like the things that you would think of as like a comfort food or like a warm drink or like a weighted blanket would be really great. Um, oil because it's heavy and it's not dry. It's the opposite of dry. So you can either increase the opposing qualities or the opposing elements, or you can decrease what is out of balance. Oh, I love that. You've already been doing it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like doing it without realizing it, but that's, but, but I didn't realize it, what you were saying was that I was thinking it was, I was, I had the imbalance wrong in my head mm-hmm. and I was thinking like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing all these Kappa qualities or whatever come up. And they don't really feel like me. Um, mm-hmm. And only the negative ones now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why didn't I didn't get any like extra nurturing when this was happening? <laughs> why didn't that happen? <laughs> my, my partner would have appreciated that at least. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that's kind of amazing. I feel like it does. And it, it just reinforces kind of your natural inclinations in that time. And also mm-hmm. just gives you, I think one of the reasons why I love Ayurveda and I love just any of these modalities that kind of help you bring greater awareness to yourself and to the people around you is that it oftentimes just reinforces your natural intuitive inclination. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like when you're feel like when you're feeling overwhelmed or whatnot, like, having a hot beverage is such like, that's definitely like one of my things that, you know, when I'm having like a crazy back-to-back day, I will like make myself like a nice tea with some like honey. And like that to me, I will literally, I've literally said this to my partner. I'd be like, just like, it holds it down for me while I'm dealing with a lot. (laughs) Well, even holding the warm cup, like, yeah. Or holding like a stone or like making sure your feet are on the ground. Yeah. But you're right. It's like trusting your instincts. But because we have this chronic like detachment from nature now, a lot of us don't really even know our instincts. Like we're not even hearing our instincts. So like let alone being able to listen to them. So there's a little bit of a gap there. But like you're fortunate that you're good at listening. <laughs> well, I'm sure that everyone listening is also getting better and better at listening. And if, if this is not a sign to listen uh, to Intuitive Nudges and, you know, grab the book because the book is going to help you. We're going to put all the links below. The book is going to really help you. I, I feel like Sarah gave some amazing examples on this podcast. So you already probably have an inclination as to when you were like, oh, that's me, whether I like it or not. Um, 
And, but, but grab the book because it goes into way, way more detail. And I think it can be really, it's going to be really helpful and very practical things from how you um, go about your daily activities to how you navigate different aspects of life. And it's going to be, I think, a lot of self-affirming things. You can really start seeing like, oh, this is why I do this. I'm actually just designed that way. Mm-hmm. And my last question they know we're a little bit over time, but I have like obviously all these things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> uh, so my last question, and again, this might be a silly question, but so in that, if there is an element that you need to, and tell me if this is just like something you should not even do, but <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. But let's say you have a certain, like for instance, Let's say right now you're in a book launch, right? I'm in a book launch, right? You're in one of those like modes of life where it's helpful for your pitta to show up, right? Are there ways to kind of through rituals or different things that you do or how you organize your day to activate a little bit more of a certain dosha within you? Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. I mean, I think you have to recognize first that your pitta is probably not going to have a hard time showing up <laughs> because it's already, it's already a part of you. So I think it, you can definitely do something to, to activate it. Well, I'm not talking specifically about me also. Yeah, I yeah. mean like, yes, this would be interesting. Cause I think like you were saying at different times, yeah, you feel a little bit more like, slightly more one right, than the other right. or whatnot, but just in general, because yeah. we all have a little bit of each of them, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. are there moments like for, like even another example could be since I don't have the kapha in my, if mm-hmm. I'm, if I am truly, yes, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, if I'm yeah. hanging out with my stepdaughter and I want to call on a little bit more of that kapha yeah. or whatnot, like, are there ways yeah. that you can kind of like yes, play yes. with that? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So the easiest way to bring in more um, more vata, the air, I'll just give you the three doshas. Yeah. The vata air would be to do something spontaneous or to do like an art project, something that like really calls in creating creativity, um, something that's expansive feeling, um, doing something without a need for an end product. Like this that. is like great. Like if you're if you're doing a brainstorming session, right? Yeah, if totally. You want yeah. a brainstorming session? Then yeah. those are things that you could do. Yeah, right, right. For the fiery things, um, I would practice just like making decisions, um, because if you're wanting to call in like the fire element, and I was saying like you probably don't need to call it in much if you already have it, but the fire element is something that is very, um, it is decisive, but it's it's just like, there's certainty behind it. So it's like, just decide, like practice one day, just saying, I'm just going to make a decision. I'm not going to question myself. Mm. Um, so that's maybe more of like a daily, it's like a, it's not necessarily a ritual, but something that you might do say like today, I'm going to do X or to create a schedule for yourself. Like well, having that structure like it's like kind of activating that like mm-hmm. called like boss babe energy or what total like total energy. It's like yeah once you just start yeah you're just like yeah. I don't care we're gonna have this yep. I want the yep. tea I, you know yeah yeah nope 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 we're just doing this like you first thing on the menu just take it and go right like just be like be sure of yourself um and then for kapha like kapha is so easy for like to, for me to think about because it really is like what I feel like I'm seeking more and that our, our culture seeks more of or needs more. And it's, so it's like slowing down, like going for a walk and like intentionally looking around and kind of like observing things without having um, like the determined walking vibe Um, could be oil, could be, I was saying like the weighted blanket Um, feeling just like things that would make you feel cozy would be really great for bringing in an earth element. I love that. See, guys, you can you can just call upon all these different elements, and it's so true because in our life, I mean, in all of our lives, there are different scenarios where different ones kind of come up and are a little bit more handy. Um, mm-hmm. And to know that, I think it's very it's very helpful to just know, like, oh, okay, 
if I if I'm not really feeling in the vata, but I need to do this creative brainstorming session with my team or for a creative mm-hmm. project or something like that. Great, let's go to a place that we've never been before. Let's all yeah. like go to a park. Let's order food from a place we've never ordered before. Let's create yep. a unique experience and get that kind of be out in the wind. No, <laughs> <laughs> turn a couple of fans on and brainstorm away. Turn <laughs> a couple of fans yeah. on. <laughs> Oh, Sarah, this has been so juicy. So good. Thank you so much. Is there any final parting message you want to give the listeners? Oh, I think just if it's of interest of you at all, like if any of these topics are of interest, one thing you can just start to do is like observe your day um, and maybe start trying to look at like, was that an airy thing I just did? Was that a fiery thing? Was that an earthy thing? Or at the end of the day, just look at like, what kind of day was that? Was that an airy day? And how do I feel? Like, was that a good feeling or a bad feeling? Do I feel like myself? <laughs> or do I not feel like myself? Yeah. yeah. That's really great. And it's, it's such a good place to start and just start checking in with yourself and start noticing, you know, the different qualities and how they, they mm-hmm. manifest in your life. And of course, if you're interested in this, you definitely should grab the book. All the link is below. And are there any other places where people should find you or know about that we're going to link below, Sarah? Um, probably my Instagram and my website. So, yeah. We'll link to all the things yeah. below so you can check her out. But highly, highly recommend this book. Um, it's so helpful and it's so practical. And I think that you're just going to, you know, if you enjoyed this conversation and are excited about really like utilizing um, the doshas and your natural divine design um, as a superpower, it's a must have. So thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you.